Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. shot as you ha- can have in a race like this. It's probably frustrating for them on that end of it, but, uh, you know, it's something that we got done today. You know, those guys were leaning on each other and, um, you know, looked like a fun battle. I'm a hard racer, and I don't think that's a secret to anyone, and uh, we're here to win a championship this year. I kind of held Truex a little bit up more than maybe I should have, but he got chicken shit anyway, so, um, you know, that's racing, I guess. Yeah, I'm happy I don't have a baseball bat or a Jack Hamill right now. Our team shut down, so we can't make it to a championship four. Yeah, bring it on. I'll show you. I'm going to show everybody. <laughs> everybody had a reaction to Sunday's finish at Martinsville. <laughs> One thing we know for sure, though, Joey Logano is now racing for a championship at Miami. Welcome to NASCAR America, everybody. Carol Lamano, Kyle Petty, Nate Ryan with you. And there is a lot to talk about over the next hour. How do we think everybody's feeling 24 hours later? Joey Logano is feeling good. <laughs> feeling great. <laughs> feeling great. Hey, and I think it, some of the edge is probably off of it for, for those guys. For those guys. Um, but I, I think everybody's, most everybody's put Martinsville behind them and they're ready to move to the next race except for, except for Doesn't sound everybody like except else for. in NASCAR. Yeah. Except for all the fans <laughs> yeah, who the fans, talked true. about it incessantly since last night. I think NASCAR finally got the conversation starter that it yeah. was looking for. I wonder if Cole Pern got a cold drink of water because he looked like he was about to do some damage after Sunday. He was vibrating. So, yeah, he was, he was shaking, actually man. shaking. Um, here's what we've got coming up over the next hour on the show. Why was Joey Logano still awake at 1.30 this morning? We're going to find out and hear from him. Kelly Stavis interviews him from the Team Penske headquarters, so we'll look forward to that update today. Lost in the drama of Sunday night's finish is the impact impact of Logano's win for everybody else in the playoff picture, including the other members of the Big Three. And we're also going to take a closer look at Martin Truex Jr.'s season. How much of his frustration is based on other close calls this year? And is retaliation in his driver DNA? Our analysts think it might not be. Let's look at where the round of eight stands after Martinsville. Joey Logano moving on to the title race. Martin Truex Jr., 25 points above the cut line, but a chance to defend that title in Miami still remains unearned. Different outcomes on Sunday and very different emotions as well. You know, I knew um, it was going to be a fun race there to the end. Martin was definitely better. Our car wasn't um, wasn't as good there that last run, and I was just doing all I can to be as defensive as I could. And uh, you know, we were racing hard. He was getting into my left rear. Uh, we were both running hard as you expect, and then uh, you know, you just got to expect Martinsville at the end of the race. That's um, uh, you're going to have some bumping and grinding there at the end. So it's great to get our second win of the year. The biggest win of the year, and uh, now we're off to looking at a championship. I knew I was going to lay the bumper. Uh, That's NASCAR racing. That's what the the grassroots are. That's what the fans come here to see. And uh, 
Some might not like it, but it's one heck of a race at least. You heard what Joey had to say. What's your thoughts on that move at the end? He may win the battle, but he ain't winning the damn war. That's it? That's it. So he's not going to get there. You're not going to win the championship. He Promise. How do you retaliate? I'm just not going to let him win it. I'm going to win it. You're going to make it the championship four? It's the plan right now. And anything you want to say to all these fans out here that have come out and seen the show? Appreciate them being here. They're awesome, man. This place is great. We should be in victory lane right now. But, uh, you know, it's just the way it, uh, the way it went today. It didn't work out. But uh, proud of my guys, proud of our team. And, uh, you know, everybody said we we're out. Said we couldn't run good at Martinsville. We don't run good at short tracks. We're, uh, our team's shutting down, so we can't make it to a championship four. Yeah. Bring it on. We'll I'll show you. I'm going to show everybody. I can see you shaking. Is that out of anger or what's going on? Yeah, I'm happy I don't have a baseball bat or jackhammer right now. <laughs> <laughs> You know the the members of the 78 team. You spent a lot of time, Kyle, with Martin Truex yeah. Jr. Nate, you have as well. I mean, where would you rank this on the emotional scale in terms of reaction to an incident <laughs> at, a, at a track? I, I think for Cole Pern, that's not out of character. Like, yeah. we, we've seen him tweet that way. We've seen him very, be very outspoken that way. I think that for Furniture Racing, this is sort of like the spark that they needed. I feel like this team didn't really have the wind in its sails since the announcement a few weeks ago that they are shutting down after the 2018 season. And they have such a rebellious nature Kyle like they yeah. always play up the underdog role I think that was a big part of their championship run and I feel like in those two interviews with Truex and um, Cole Pern I feel like I saw that emotion yeah. return that hey it's us against the world and we totally. can do this yeah and we and we saw it in that in that video clip right there as you, as you were speaking we saw Cole Pern confront uh, Todd Gordon right there and and you see him Todd turns around and walks away probably for the best to be honest <laughs> with you on pit road at that point in time but Cole's still talking he's still animated he's still what I got from Truex watching him is he started with Parker with very short clipped answers, very controlled, trying to control his emotion. But once he got to that one place, it's like people thought we were out. We can't run on the short track. We're closing our doors. Everything that's been written about him, everything that's been said about him just spilled out, mm -hmm. just spilled out. The emotion just came to the top and he couldn't keep it in anymore. And I think it's like Nate says, this is a spark. This is a spark for it appears to be for, for Truex, obviously, and for, for Cole Pern. And lost in all of this is the impact that this incident, this win for Joey Logano, has had on the playoff picture now. I mean, that's the second biggest story coming out of the weekend. What does it do for the drivers that are now below the cut line? It's winning you're yeah. in at this point. I mean, I don't think anybody outside the cut line right now thinks they can get on points, Kyle. And it, it's a lot like it was going into the Kansas race, where I think we all knew, and you, you picked it that way, you knew that those four guys yeah. below the cut line, if none of them win, they're not advancing yeah. and that's exactly what happened and I think now that's what is facing everybody below the cut run. It, it's, it's amazing if we go back to 16 and the very first race those guys only one of those guys made it out. Mm -hmm. if, if you have a bad race in the first round but this race when you get down to eight people eight people and you have a bad first race we see the separation in the points it's huge 25 points out that's that's we talked in the first round the guy that was 22 or 23 points out and last there's no way that guy can make it you know what i mean he's got to win so i think it makes this must win for all four of those drivers nobody can be points racing at this point in time they've got to be win racing i mean if, if truex would have won the the points scenario we see it here would have looked completely different yes. i mean kurt bush 11 points below the cut line chase elliott 17 that's within the realm of possibility that you can make that up over two races and possibly uh get to the championship 
championship for if the guys ahead of you have some trouble. But now with Logano winning and thrusting himself into the championship four pitcher, I mean, that just changes the yeah. game entirely. And suddenly now you go back and look at all those playoff points that the big three that yes. we've been talking about all season, Truex, Harvick, and Kyle Busch accumulated. It essentially, I think, locks maybe at least two of them yeah. into that final round. Yeah, I, I, you look at that and, and 11 or 17 points out is in the realm of hope and a promise, okay? The point system that we're actually racing with right now, the, the reality of what it is, this, that we're in Hail Mary territory. Yeah, yeah, we're in Hail Mary territory right <laughs> yeah. now. These guys have to put everything, whether it's strategy, speed, what, they've got to throw everything they can at it these next two races. That potential scenario that we just pulled up with Martin Truex Jr. winning the race was if Joey Logano would have finished second. Yes. We, of course, know what happened, and Logano defended his decision right after the race. So let's see what he is saying today. Kelly Stavis paid the Team Penske shop a visit to get the latest. She spoke with Joey Logano. The first driver through to the championship for Miami, Joey Logano. Joey, you look well today. Did you get some sleep last night? You know, I honestly did not sleep much. I was so excited. I, I laid in bed returning text messages till about 1.30. I'm pretty sure I woke everybody up, but uh, I was so pumped up about the win and, and what it means for our race team and, and for everybody here at Team Penske. It's a, it's a big deal to be in this championship for and having a shot to win this championship. So uh, I was pretty pumped up. Well, another thing you told me you were doing, besides just returning text last night, you did go back and watch the ending of that race. Looking back now, is there anything you could or should have done differently to win this one? Uh, no, I mean, it, it's what I had to do. Um, you know, it, it's it's typical short track racing that you see on every local racetrack on a Saturday night. And, and, and that's what Martinsville is. That's what our sport was built on is, is tough. Uh, bumping and banging hard stock car racing. That's that's what I grew up wanting to do my whole life, and uh, I'm getting to live my dream and, and have a shot to win the championship. So there's nothing cooler than that. But um, yeah, it's what we we had to do. I owed it to the race team to give everything I got. They gave a, a amazing race car, and the pit stops were incredible. Uh, that kept us in position all day, and uh, I had to win that race for him. So yeah, the goal was you know not to wreck him, not to do anything uh, malicious, but it was to to move him up the racetrack enough to where we can have a drag race to start finish line. That's what we had. Certainly, there have been a lot of opinions on on both sides of that coming out uh, yesterday and today, but a lot of support for you, including from your big boss Roger Penske. What's it like to have the captain such a, a staunch uh, supporter of yours? Yeah, that's obviously the, the biggest deal and that's really the one that means the most uh you know for for roger to have my back uh, a guy that's a legend in motorsports not just nascar and all the motorsports from all these different angles owning tracks owning race teams driving himself uh you know whatever it is he's been successful so uh if i have him behind me that's the most important one and uh you know i feel like everyone's going to have different opinions everyone's uh you know opinion on what is clean racing and what's okay and what's not is different. Um, it's, it's like this driver code thing people talk about. It's as clear as mud. No one even knows what that means. Um, but I feel like at the end of a race like that, you almost got to expect a lot of bumping and banging. It's a move that happened at least 10 times throughout the race. There's somebody bumping around somebody, uh, you know, throughout that whole course. So um, that happens a lot. It's part of it. Obviously, the, the, the lights run, I guess, the most when you're passing for the lead in the last lap. All right, looking ahead now, you will get to be a part of the championship for for the third time. You've got two other uh, experiences there. And what are the lessons that you've learned from 2014 and 2016 that can help you this time around? Well, I think what we learned from the first to the second time was, uh, you know, that we, just how to be more relaxed, how to be ready for it. You know, the first time you go there and you're like, oh, my gosh, I have a chance to win the championship. It's been your goal your, your whole life. And 
you don't know what to do. You don't know how to handle the pressure, the media, the, the head games that go on that the drivers will play with each other. Uh, I had no clue what to do. And then the second time, you, you know, and, and you play the game along and you know what to do. And not only me as a driver, but our race team does too. And then they can handle that pressure a lot better. And, um, you know, I feel like this time, hopefully the third time's a charm and we can take what we've learned the first two and, and apply it. And, uh, you know, I think really the biggest advantage we have right now is that we got a couple weeks head start uh, thinking about one race. Well, congratulations again on the grandfather clock. I'm sure that'll make a, a nice addition to the Logano household. And again, Joey Logano, the first through to the championship for two weeks till we find out who he'll be racing against. Kelly, thank you. So Joey Logano would have done it the exact same way 24 hours later. That much we know. I want to make sure on the show today we get into both sides, Joey Logano and Martin Truex Jr., and, and what these drivers are made of and what may have motivated them to make the decisions that they made or react the way that they did, beginning with Joey Logano, who just reiterated there what this championship would mean, Nate, to his career. It's his dream. It's his goal. He felt like he had to do what he had to do for his team. How does everything that Joey Logano has been through, the, his third crack at a championship now, factor into why he makes the decisions that he makes? Well, I think you heard some of it in that interview, Carolyn, that you know, Joey Logano talked about the mind games that were played, you know, going back all the way to 2014. That's, that's Kevin Harvick he's talking about yeah. here. And I know now that, or we know now, that he's, he's through the championship four. He's probably going to be facing him. I think that gives him a ton of experience, yeah. edge going into that final round. I think that Joey Logano... You know, he's. This will be the third time. I think he goes in with, you know, a lot of a, a lot of confidence. I think that he wouldn't have had Kyle. Yeah, a ton of confidence. Um, I, I think before, and, and it's almost like we've seen the maturing of, of Joey Logano. We've seen uh, him coming of age as a race car driver and as a as a man. As a man, he was only twenty three or twenty four the first time he makes that. You know what I mean? And he's going against Kevin Harvick, who is in his head. In his Kevin Harvick's gotten Denny Hamlin's head. So many guys. This time. This is about Joey. This is about jo Joey's focused on his team. He, he doesn't care what Kevin Harvick's doing. He doesn't care. And, and you get that feeling from him. Yesterday, when he came up on set with us in post-race, he was so pumped up, adrenaline. He said, I, we're like, are you cold, man? Because he was soaking wet. And he's like, no, I don't feel anything, man. I'm just pumped up, pumped up, pumped <laughs> up. And he was just kind of just vibrating. And he's so focused. He kept saying, we're going to Miami. We're going to Miami. That was his goal going into this race. They accomplished what they wanted to do. At all cost, it was him. We talk about Kevin Harvick being selfish and winning championships. We talk about champions being selfish and making something happen. He made this happen for him and this team. Fascinating now, Nate, that the other driver that most people assume is going to get to Homestead is Kevin Harvick. The history that you alluded to between he and Joey Logano. A lot of people asking us during victory lap last night, is this fool's gold for Joey Logano right. or is he able to actually run with the best and win this championship? In that case, I think that everyone would assume that that's Kevin Harvick right now. We'll figure out the rest later. Right. I mean, I think Joey Logano thinks at this point, like, the hard work is over. I mean, yeah. He's in the championship yeah. round. And again, they've been here twice before. In 2015, he got pretty much eliminated in the race yesterday when he might have been the championship favorite going in to Miami that year uh, with this incident where Matt Kenseth, several laps down, takes Joey Logano out while he's leading, while he's about to win that race and advance to Miami. Uh, that might have been Joey Logano's best shot at a championship, and it was taken away from him. So I think he and the team, a lot of them are the same people that have been there since he started there in 2013 uh, at Team Penske. And I think they're all mindful of the fact that, hey, we, we had our best chance maybe get eliminated three years ago. Yeah. Now we've got another chance, third time, and we know everything we have to do to, to win it at Miami, and we've got two weeks to prepare for it. Yeah, you know, I go, I go back... 
to Joey, and, and let's go back to when Joey started. Joey's been pushed around in the sport a lot. Pushed around by Kevin Harvick, almost bullied by Kevin, almost bullied. Uh, here we are at Pocono, but almost bullied a little bit by Kevin, almost bullied a little bit by by Ryan Newman. And 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 you know, Joey, this is where we had the famous. We know who wears the fire suit in the family. Uh, the <laughs> comment after this, and and you know, I think that gave fans an opportunity to say, you know, if if those guys can push him around, we'll push him around. And fans have looked at. It. You see, Joey, he's wanting to stand up for himself. He's wanting to talk about, it. but nobody took him serious. He's made himself a serious contender. No matter how much he's been pushed around, he's made himself a serious. He's 28 years old. He's been to the championship four or three times. He's won races, more races in these rounds. When you start looking at things, you, you look at what he's accomplished in the championship chase. And you say, you use the word, is it fool's gold to think that he can go in? No, because we've seen Kevin Harvick beat themselves. We've been to, to Miami where, remember, it's 25% chance, one out of four. We've seen guys implode when they get there. And the least likely guy, Jimmy Johnson won his seventh, and nobody gave him a chance when we went into Homestead that year. So if you make it to Homestead, you've got a legitimate chance no matter where you stack No matter up. how you got there. Yeah. And yes. another reason why I don't think it's fool's gold is you just said it, Kyle. I mean, Joey Logano is a very different driver than eight yes. years ago when he was bullied by Kevin Harvick at Pocono or Ryan Newman at Michigan. I think guys felt like they could take advantage of him. He said it during his interview with Kelly just now. Joey Logano said, Roger has my back. Yeah. yeah. And that has been the, the difference, I think, since he's gotten to Team Penske. It started that first year in 2013 where Tony yeah. Stewart went after Joey Logano at Fontana and Roger Penske stood up and took a shot at Tony Stewart, yeah. much the way he took a shot at Mark yeah. Truex Jr. yesterday. Good and point. I, I think that you know that's that's a big yeah. thing for Joey Logano to have that. And, and I, I will say, we've seen this team, and and, and I, I'll say the other thing, and to to piggyback on that, that team has his back. That team is excited. We saw them celebrate that celebration yesterday, but but Todd has his back. The team has his back. He knows that's Joey Logano's team. That's not Tony Stewart's team that he drove for when he drove at Gibbs that was considered Tony Stewart's team. This is Joey Logano's team. They've been to the championship four. They've been down. They've been up. They've been down. And now they're on their way back up, and they believe in each other. Which is why he's reiterated so many times that he had to do this yes. for the team. He had to show up. Well, he was celebrating on Sunday. We know that Martin Truex Jr. and the 78 team were fuming. It's not the first time that a win has gotten away from the 78 team this season. Where does Martinsville sit on the list of near misses? We're going to show you the list and you can decide next on NASCAR America. NASCAR America is brought to you by Mobile One Annual Protection. Proven protection for 20,000 miles. Welcome back, everybody. Martin Truex Jr. was on the receiving end of Joey Logano's bumper run on the final lap Sunday. Both Truex and his team not happy about it. Back in the pits, Truex again showing his displeasure, giving Logano two thumbs down for the move. And as they face the end of their time together, Truex and Furniture Row Racing still have a chance to go out as back-to-back -back Cup Series champions. But Sunday added to a very long list of bitter defeats that they have had in 2018. The white flag in the air, one lap to go. He goes wide. The 78 closing the gap. Truex is out. Chase Elliott is going to victory lane. Look at the frustration for Martin Truex. How much of that car is left? Enough to be faster than the nine, just not enough to pass him. We ran out of gas anyway, so it was really all new point. Oh, the ATT, we got into the back of the 78. Martin Truex Jr. slamming into the wall. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Check your, uh, all right. 
sitting there running second with a shot to win this race. That's take it to the truck. You driving it, you drive it. Obviously frustrated. Crap like this every single time. It's like just one thing after another. I probably should have took the lead there. I probably should have bumped 14 out of the way just to get the lead, and I wouldn't have been in that position. Sometimes you're the nice guy, and uh, you get knocked out of the way. Just have to race him a little harder next time. Here comes Jimmy Johnson. Oh! Locks the brakes up. Oh, he's And he's going to slide. He slides through the middle. Truex gets tagged. It'll be a fight for the finish line. Ryan Blaney in the 12 will win. Damn it. That was chicken. I hope you rich, these son of a 48-78. After the race. Look at that. Wow. And Martin Shrek's Jr. showing his frustration. Pretty stupid, really, if you think about it, because he was locked in the next round, and now he's out. If there's a silver lining, that's it. There's nothing you can do about guys running over. He raced him clean again to the inside. Martin Shrek Jr. has the advantage as they come up the turn. The 2017 champion, will he get the bumper? Yes, he does. Here comes Legato. Legato on the inside. A drag race. They're sideways. And it's going to be Legato getting the win. Truex not happy. They won the battle, but he ain't winning the damn war. What goes around comes around. Bring it on. I'll show you. I'm going to show everybody. So Martin Truex Jr. says he's going to show everybody. So far, he hasn't shown anybody that he is willing to do something like Joey Logano did at the end of a race, based on what we've seen this season, at least. I wonder, Nate, do you think retaliation is is in his DNA? I don't think it's in his DNA. I, I think that he has a certain disposition. He has a driver code, which yep. we heard Joey Logano talk yep. about. And I just think, Kyle, that he doesn't really have it in his skill set as a driver to bump people out of the way. It's not really the way Martin Truex Jr. races. I think it's more in the vein of a Mark Martin type. Yeah. He's just not somebody who's going to be rough and tumble. I do think that he could deliver a message this weekend to Texas Motor Speedway. It's a mile and a half track. Uh, he's been extremely strong. He hasn't won at this one yet, but he's been extremely strong at mile and a half tracks. It's how he won the championship last year. So I think that might be how he retaliates and gets revenge. I don't how, know if he'll do how it How do you Lugana. deliver a message to somebody that's already at Homestead? That's a good you point. You know, I mean, yeah. does it matter? No, really. Well, no, does it, does uh, it look, matter? You, you can at Miami, right? Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. there but, yes. Yeah. But I wonder, but I like, the next couple him. races, it's that's like, not him. That's it's not, not him. It's not, it's not him. Martin Truex is one of the nicest guys, one of the greatest guys, uh, a, a great race car driver. No, don't, don't leave that in the equation. Don't ever take that out. He just has a different moral code of, or a different code of ethics that he races under. Um, he's not take no prisoners. He's not that kind of driver. Right. He wants to win, and he wants to be able to look himself in the mirror and say, I'm okay. I, I, I did that according to my set of rules. Maybe not your set of rules, maybe not Nate's set of rules, but to my set of rules. Joey has that same same attitude. Joey just has a different set of rules. <laughs> so does, so did Dale Earnhardt Sr., so did Richard Petty, so did Mark Martin, so did Jeff Gordon. You, none of it lines up. You heard Joey Logano say, it's as clear as mud, and everybody's is a little bit different. Well, which set of rules are right? I mean, your I, rules I, are right. Your, your rules are <laughs> no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Your, your rules are right. You, you would do certain things. You would do certain things that maybe I wouldn't do. He would do certain, and I'll do certain things that y'all would never do, you know, and, and that's just a fact of life. But at, at the same time, it's how selfish are you going to be to get ahead? How uh, selfish do you need to be to get ahead? I, I, totally. I mean, it just depends on your point of view, right? I think, I think Denny Hamlin said it really well last night. You know, the point of view of that move that uh, Logano put on Truex depends on who your favorite driver is. Yeah. And I'll also That's just fact. throw out there, I mean, I, Carolyn asked a great question of would he, would he shift his 
mores, Kyle, when he, no. when he gets to Miami. If, he says if no, is, and I think maybe. Well, if he's outside the championship race, is it better for Joey Logano to have Martin Truex Jr. part of the championship four or outside the championship four? I think it's better to have him in the championship yes. four because then he's less tempted to retaliate. I right? agree with that. I agree with that. I, I agree it's better to have Martin Truex focused on winning a championship than it is on Joey Logano. Right now he's focused on Joey. But when we get to Texas... He better be focused on winning Texas. He better be focused on winning at, at Phoenix. He better be focused on making it to Homestead and having that opportunity. Having said that, having said that, Martin Truex is a champion. Proved they were a championship team last year. Has carried himself all year long as the champion of this sport. Martin Truex does not want that little bitty asterisk by his name at the end of his career that says, oh yeah, took out Joey Logano <laughs> in the final race of the season and cost him a championship. He doesn't want that. Even if it now, means another no, championship? No, he doesn't want he does, well, Ho, ho, ho. If, if it means another championship, I'll give you that. I'll override the That overrides that. But, but we're just talking about retaliation. I thought we were just talking about retaliation. I didn't know oh, we were just talking well, about. No, I don't, I don't know what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, I'm trying to figure I, it out. I don't know either what okay. you're talking about. Okay. But, but if we're talking just retaliation, he's not going to retaliate. He's got three races left with Furniture, uh, with furniture Row. And then he goes to Joe Gibbs or wherever he ends up. He's not going to be thinking about this over the winter. It's going to be passed. It's going to be over with. I, I don't think, and again, and again, and, and Nate said it, it is not in that man's DNA. It is not in that man's DNA to do it. We heard in that, in that little soundbite, race him harder next time. I guess I'm just going to have to race him right. hard like he yeah. races me the next he time. He also said okay. there's nothing you can do about guys running you Getting over. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there is well, something. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait wait well, he wait also minute. said at Bristol, like, I've got to stop being nice, I yeah. guess. I mean, he's yeah, a yeah, lot of yeah. Newsflash. Yeah. Newsflash. We're what? 33 races into the season, and he's not done anything to these guys that ran over him. He's not done anything. So what's your point? I mean, we're, he's not going to do anything. Uh, the only reason I would suggest otherwise is because I saw something in his eyes that led me to believe that he's had enough. However, Kellen I do want to look into the TV and saw wanna, something in his eyes. I do want to be very clear. <laughs> I do want to be very clear about what he said to Parker. Right. So he said, "I'm I'm just not going to let him win it." I'm going to win it. To me, that that falls in line with everything that you're saying. That didn't that's say that's to not me. a threat. I'm not that, yeah, that didn't that's, say yeah. to me. I'm right. going to come that's, out and do anything I can to make sure that I end his day. It really just right. said exactly what Kyle summarized: that I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to win the championship right. my way, so that he doesn't win the championship. His form of retaliation is revenge Victory. is by winning, that's but, right. and that's why I think this weekend at Texas Motor Speedway, you could see yeah. a, a different change, Martin Truex Jr. Him and that team. Again, I just feel like this is the spark that this team has been needing to get the win back in their sails and to make them feel like, hey, we can take on all comers and be the single car team from Denver that won two championships yeah. in its final two yeah. years yeah. of existence. I mean, that I will am, be talked about for all time. I'm so on board with what you said about putting a chip back on their shoulder. Right. I think yeah. that's a really smart yes. insight. Can you ever change a driver's DNA? Can no. you ever? No. You can never have a driver <laughs> no. with something no. click it, and say, you know what? I've decided this enough is enough. No. Enough is enough. Sort of I'm going to do whatever it takes to get back at this guy if that's not who you are. No, we have, we have seen it so many times. Let, okay, let's go back to, we, we never, we saw Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Bill Elliott, the infamous pass in the grass. Did anything ever happen? Bill run his mouth and said something was going to happen. But no, because that's not in Bill Elliott's DNA. That's not the kind of that's not the kind of driver Ned Jarrett was, or Richard Petty was, or Mark Martin was, or really even Jeff Gordon to some degree. He only stepped over that line a few times. And Jeff, and if you talk to Jeff and listen to things he says, he regretted every time he stepped over the line. Oh, really? It's interesting.
Um, if you want more on this, you can go to our podcast that we have. Uh, Kyle oh. and I really dug deep here. Um, we go all in on Truex and Logano on the latest Monday Morning Donuts. That's going to be released tomorrow. Um, was Sunday the best thing that could have happened in 78? Why? You know, more, more on that topic. Be sure to download the latest NASCAR on NBC podcast as well, featuring NASCAR President Steve Phelps and, of course, Nate Ryan, who is the host of that. They are available on all major podcast platforms. So if you're interested in this topic, check it out. There's a lot to talk about. Still to come, we know what happened with Joey Logano and Martin Truex Jr. on Sunday. What about the other six playoff drivers? Quick look at their afternoons and what that may mean moving forward. Coming up next on NASCAR America as we go on the clock. We'll be right back. Uh, Halloween's always fun, especially when you have little kids. It's fun to get dressed up and have an excuse to uh, get a costume on. We, uh, as a family, we all dressed up to go to Talladega as uh, the Toy Story characters. As long as the kids laugh at it and, and are excited, um, I'm in. I definitely kind of like the, uh, the League of Their Own theme that we had, uh, me and Jordan and the kids, uh, just a couple years ago. That was definitely one of my favorites because I, I love the movie and I love you know, Tom Hanks' character in that movie. I'm thinking Joey Logano might go as a ghost for Halloween, just in case Cole Perk shows up anywhere in his neighborhood looking for uh, some treats on Halloween. I don't know. Uh, you guys have? Are you gonna do costumes? What are you gonna? Are you gonna do something for Halloween? Who should I? I th I'm thinking yard gnome. I think I think I'd look good yeah. as a yard gnome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? that'd be perfect. Nate, I'm gonna go as Kyle Petty. Oh, you are. Oh, wow, that's good. Okay, um, let's. <laughs> wow, I'll give you some ideas after the show. Let's hear from America Roll and um, some other playoff drivers now as we go through the field. A little bit of everything, unfortunately, just not a lot of pace, and we're kind of all over the board there, uh, but just never, never could hit it. So I hate it. I feel like we really, uh, you know, really need to come here and run good, and, and we didn't. So got a lot of work to do, and, and uh, certainly behind these next two weeks. It's like nothing we did was helping us, and uh, we just we went we went one way on adjustments, which took us backwards. We went another way backwards on adjustments, which took us backwards. So it's just a matter of we had what we had, and. Um, you know, I thought the M&M's Camry was faster than that, better than that yesterday in practice and stuff. We made improvements to it for qualifying, but it just didn't hold serve um, when the rubber was going down. So that's kind of where we just missed it today. Frustrating. This place is uh, very finicky. We're just off teeter-totter in between uh, balance and, and short run speed and long run speed and just never could quite, quite get it right. I mean, with a run like today on our worst track, I'm looking forward to what's next. and. You know, 22 race a little different, and uh, you know those guys that have the points from today. We'll see how it all shakes out. But 41, we're right where we want to be, except somebody just leapfrogged us today. You know, our goal is always to come here and, and kind of just not defeat ourselves with a just a horrible finish. So we had a good day, a decent day, not a great day. Um, lost a few spots there at the end. Uh, racing Newman, his his car gets as wide as his neck there sometimes, but. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, definitely Martinsville, and everybody's racing hard, and, and just wound up finishing tenth, and go to Texas, and, and hopefully have a good day. Oh, a bit of a cheap shot there at Ryan Newman. I'll go as Ryan, I'll go as Ryan Newman about? for Halloween and just put a piece of cardboard right <laughs> yeah. here between my ears. Um, all right, let's put 30 seconds on the clock right now and go through some of these playoff drivers and where they're at right now, where they go for Martinsville. Let's start, Nate, with Kyle Busch, seventh straight top five at Martinsville, but I'm curious about this team. Go. Okay, so seventh straight top five, that's good, but you heard in his interview there, they started on pole and then didn't really have the speed I think everybody was expecting them to have. Uh, they made changes that just didn't work, had them going backwards. Ultimately, they get the top five. I, th I still think this team's in very good shape. I mean, Kyle Busch can get through on points, as we talked about. He made it through on points in 2015 when he won his championship. 
And I think that the team is very cognizant of that. I think that Texas and Phoenix lay out pretty well for him. I think he could win either of those tracks, but I think he gets through on points regardless. Perfect. Okay, just about out of time. Let's go to his brother, Kurt. Let me see if I can pull this thing Okay. Up. Yep. Best Martinsville finish since March of 2014. A win. Good for him. Uh, he, he's 25 <laughs> below the line and says he's right where he wants to be. No idea what that means at all. I'm telling you. The problem is he's going to Texas. Uh, and and he's, he's going to Texas and Phoenix where his teammate has been the fastest car at Phoenix and his teammate has dominated the last mile and a half racetrack that we run, meaning Kansas. Um, Kurt, and we look at Clint Boyd, we look at other guys. There are guys that are so, this guy right here has made it to the final eight and I've never heard his name but two or three times during the court. He's just done it very quietly. So I don't see him making it to, the, to Miami being as quiet as he's been. This is his last round. All right. How about Chase Elliott? We'll move on here. What a difference a week makes for right. his team, Nate, right. in all honesty. And it could have been a much worse weekend, Carolyn, based on how Saturday began for Chase Elliott. I mean, he did not do well in qualifying. They rebounded well in the race and got the seventh-place finish. Uh, still, though, not what they're looking for because of the Joey Logano situation. Him winning that race really puts Chase Elliott in a bind, and he said it after the race. We are in a must-win position now where he has to win at either Texas or Phoenix. Now, both of those tracks bode well, I think. Texas is where he got his first win as an Xfinity Series driver in 2014, and Phoenix, he, he could have won there last year, yeah. Hal, so I, I, I like his chances yeah. still. Okay, right on the money. How about this guy, Kevin Harvick? Didn't lead a lap for the second time this year. Oh, my goodness. What, what's the world coming to? <laughs> I'm not Let, saying anything about it. Go, I'm just this, reading the My man here, this, this man here, they have been the fastest car <laughs> week in and week out all year long. You, you can't argue that. You have had to chase this four car uh, of Kevin Harvick and of Rodney Childers. They wanted to go to, to, to Martinsville and come out with a top five. They didn't reach their goal. They ended up with a top ten. But they're going to Texas. We know what he did at Kansas. We know what he did at Dover. When we're on an unrestricted mile, mile and a half racetrack, this is your guy. Going into Phoenix, this is my man. If Martin Truex Jr. would have won this race, that would have helped Eric Amarola just a little bit. Yes. Unfortunately, Joey right. Logano put him in a little bit more of a cushion. Despite this, he's got a lot of work to do now. Yeah, as well as Talladega went for Stuart Haas Racing, I think Martinsville was pretty much the polar opposite. I think all four of their, their drivers ran more poorly than they were expecting. And Eric Amarola, unfortunately for him, was probably at the top of that list. You know, finishes outside the top ten ran in the top five at one point and I think felt as if you know they, they kind of had speed but now they're back in the must-win position at, that they've been facing pretty much yeah. throughout the entire playoffs and you know I, I still think he could win at Texas he's run well at mile and a half tracks he had the best car at uh, Chicagoland Speedway Texas might be his last best hope all right let's finish up with the driver of the 14 Clint Boyer okay Clint uh, look I thought Martinsville we said it early in the week Dale Jarrett and I said Clint Boyer Joey Logano have to win at Martinsville to move forward. We felt like th those were places that they, they could do it. He struggled. He had a good top five, probably a good top ten car, uh, ran pretty good. Then he had an issue. Spun early, uh, then had to come down pit road, got a lap down, just could have taken the wave around, decided to come in for tires, just never recovered. You can't make a mistake on the racetrack, on pit road, anywhere. They made a mistake Sunday, and they paid for it. Now, again, Texas is a good place for them, but Texas is a good place for Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch and Martin Truex. All right, time is up. That is how the rest of the playoff field fares. Coming up as the 48 team prepares to say goodbye to crew chief Chad Canals. Jimmy Johnson welcomed a new partner Sunday at Martinsville. We've got all the details on big news for the 48 and Jimmy Johnson when we come back. Stay with us.
Joey Logano is in the championship four, but for the other playoff drivers, a Texas-sized showdown is on tap. Another trip to Miami on the line this weekend. The Monster Energy Cup Series playoffs hitting Texas Motor Speedway this Sunday at 3 Eastern right here on NBCSM. We cannot wait to get to that. And a key part of Jimmy Johnson's new era in 2019 has been revealed yesterday on NASCAR America. It was announced that Ally Financial is going to be the new full-season sponsor of Jimmy Johnson's 48 car for 2019 and for 2020. Ally replacing Lowe's Home Improvement, which announced back in March that it will leave NASCAR at the end of the season. This is a very, very big deal. Big news, a two-year deal with Ally for the seven-time champion. What does this mean for Jimmy Johnson moving forward? Well, it, it's interesting, Carolyn. It's a two-year deal for the sponsor, and Jimmy Johnson has two years left on his contract. So I think naturally there's going to be a lot of speculation about are these the final two seasons of this seven-time champion's career. And Jimmy Johnson's been asked about that a lot, and I think he kind of gets tired about it being asked about it. But I think that these could be the last two seasons, not in a race car for Jimmy Johnson, but probably in NASCAR. If he doesn't you know, do exceedingly well in 2019 and 2020, then I think he may look at leaving NASCAR, but staying in racing. You know, he said uh, last week on the thousandth episode of NASCAR America that he intends to race uh, possibly up until he's 60. And he wants to race other series. He wants to race sports cars. It would not surprise me if we saw Jimmy Johnson in the 24-hour of Le Mans. Uh, he did say last week uh, that he's still very hungry for wins. He still wants to win championships in NASCAR. But I think how things go the next two seasons will determine if he races beyond 2020. He'll be in a race car beyond 2020. If it's a cup car, I think remains yeah, to be we'll seen. we'll see what happens with this new crew chief. And if he's motivated to do well, it could be a really nice move for Ally to be a part of a seven-time, maybe eight-time championship before everything is said and done in NASCAR. Coming up, one of the keys to Joey Logano's win at Martinsville was the performance of the 22 crew on Pitt Road. They came up huge and did so with a new Jackman to boot. Kelly Stavis with a report from Team Penske when we return. Stay with us. Man on the Shell Pennzoil 22 Ford, and uh, obviously just a, a great day for us on pit road. Uh, we were able to, to uh, find some success, put him out first. Uh, he did the rest. Uh, great finish to the race. Hope all the fans enjoyed it, and uh, we're on the homestead. Joey Logano led a career-high 309 laps in his victory Sunday at Martinsville and great work in the pits by his 22 crew that played a big part in that. That crew received a new pit member entering Martinsville. Kelly Stavis has more on the change that paid off. Team Penske's win on Sunday showcased just how much NASCAR really is a team sport. The 22 crew picked up eight spots for Joey Logano on pit road, and they did it with the help of a new Jackman. Graham Stoddard made his debut with the 22 team, having come over from Ryan Blaney's 12 pit crew. After the race, crew chief Todd Gordon talked about the success of the 22 pit crew. When you make a change like that, personality sometimes don't touch and click and uh, chemistry isn't built right off and then you don't have all the potential that you had but our groups work together they practice together and they they, they focus together and uh, you know kudos to Jeremy Bullens and, and Ryan Blaney for you know making the sacrifice to let us put this kind of uh, uh, you know the, the best best foot forward that we could and um, definitely put us in a position we, we got off pit road first uh, you know from from third and, and from farther back 
Todd Gordon there thanking Crew Chief Jeremy Bolins and Ryan Blaney from the 12 team for making that change. And now the 22 team has two more weeks to really hone their skills ahead of that championship race in Miami. Kelly, thank you. And be sure to join us tomorrow at a regular time of 5 p.m. Eastern. We're going to hear from two crew chiefs trying to lead their drivers to a championship, Adam Stevens and Mike Bogoravich, plus the sights and sounds from another memorable day at the Paperclip in Scandal Martinsville. That one's going to be good. You can tune in tomorrow for all of that, 5 p.m. Eastern, our normal time right here on NBCSN. Meantime, everybody talking still about the way that this race ended on Sunday. Sunday's finish at Martinsville just generating reaction on social media, both for and against Joey Logano. We've got some of the best takes from the weekend when we come back. NASCAR America is brought to you by Mobile One Annual Protection. Proven protection for 20,000 miles. Uh, once I saw that he conceded the spot and filed in behind him, I knew that uh, we were in for an exciting turns three and four. So I, I knew it was coming. Um, everyone probably saw that it was coming. It wouldn't surprise me that teammates wreck each other. So we were hoping that that would happen so we could get up there and have a shot to uh, to race for the win. So I kind of held Truex a little bit up more than maybe I should have, but he got chicken anyway. So, um, you know, that's racing, I guess. <laughs> Seems to be the word of 2018 <laughs> yes, around here. Just, yes, about, <laughs> just about everybody weighing in um, on Sunday's finish at Martinsville. A lot of stuff came in on social media. Let's start uh, with Bob, who sent an interesting quote from a short track ace. Nate, this is what he is talking about. Lee right. Pulliam said so this. We have this uh, post from Lee Pulliam, who's a four-time Wheelin All-American Series champion, raced around Virginia, South Carolina, North Carolina, over yes. 160 wins. And he basically took the side of Joey Logano and said that Truex messed up when he cleared Logano down the backstretch. In my opinion, I would have kept him beside me until Hamlin got too close. Yes, and, and listen, that's classic. That's classic. We see here on the last lap, they go into turn one. Uh, he's on the outside, but he clears him. When he clears him, he gives the 22 of Joey Logano a clear shot. And this is a classic move. We, saw, we see it all the time. He goes in, he lays the bumper to him, he moves him up. He doesn't wreck him. He takes the inside position, and then it's a drag race back. They both turn into each other down the front stretch. Denny Hamlin, who saw it coming, uh, almost said, like he said, I saw it coming. I knew something was going to happen. Earlier in the year, we had the same situation with a Kevin Harvick, and here's what he had to say. Did you think about waiting till maybe two or three to go? No, or? I figured that's exactly what he was thinking. You know, <laughs> and I knew I needed to take the opportunity as early as I could get it. <laughs> okay, it's easy to, and we're, and we're looking here at New right. Hampshire. He goes in the corner, he lays the bumper to him, moves him up out of the groove. It's really slick at New Hampshire. It's a totally different racetrack. Moves him up out of the groove, and this drives by him and drives on. It's easy to Monday morning quarterback. Right. Okay, right. easy to Monday morning quarterback. But when the 78 of Martin Truex caught Joey Logano with five or six laps to go, if he had moved him out of the way then, if Truex had moved Joey, he could have driven away from him. He had a faster car. Let's go back to the 10 laps before that. He ran Joey Logano down and instantly went to the inside. That's where I go back to the DNA. It's not in Truex's DNA to move a guy out of the way. It's in his DNA to race a guy. Right, and it's probably never going to be in no, his DNA. I mean, what point. your skill set is as a driver, I mean, he's more than a decade into his cup yes. career. I don't think he can suddenly just change yeah. and say, I'm going to be like Harvick now and be able to bump guys yeah. out. You know what I took away from that? A lot of people saw this move coming. It seemed like Martin Trix Jr. might have been the only one. Uh, Teresa, hey, Kyle, are you going to bash Logano for that move like you did to Hamlin last year? <laughs> well, Teresa, <laughs> I've changed my DNA. I'm going to be kind to you, okay? <laughs> what? What? 
No, I'm not going to bash Joey Logano. Why? Because look right here. Watch the 11. Watch him jack the rear tires up in the air, spin this car around, and where does Chase Elliott in? In the wall. That's called a crash, Teresa. And when you crash, you don't come back from that. Joey Logano did not crash Martin Truex. He eased him up out of the line, or eased him up out of the groove, and then drag race back to the start-finish line. Again, we see that's a classic move. The crash is not a classic move. That's the difference, Teresa. <laughs> Why are you being condescending? I, no, Teresa? I was being kind. That was no, kind. Oh, you were? I'm being kind, oh, Teresa. I'm weird. sorry. It sounded condescending. <laughs> Thanks for the question, Teresa. All right, how about this from Garrett? I don't know why people are so upset about Logano's move. They built statues of Dale Earnhardt for doing the same thing. Just ask Terry Labonte. In fair, I think that's kind of the discussion yeah. we've been having yeah. all day, right? And yeah. Kyle makes a really good point that when Dale Earnhardt did these things, uh, he was mostly cheered and celebrated, except... To the point that Kyle just made, the yeah. time that he wrecked Terry Labonte at Bristol in August 1999 when he was booed extraordinarily yeah. that yeah. night. One of the few times you've ever heard Dale Earnhardt Sr. get to Victory Lane and the crowd be overwhelmingly boos compared to cheers. Maybe a conversation for a different time, but it seems like who does what really matters in all this as it relates to the fans' reaction. All right, we've got one from Ward Burton here. Race for the win yesterday. If I was in the 22, I would have done the exact same thing. He didn't wreck him. He moved him. Yes, and what Ward would have said was, I would have done the same thing to my brother, Jeff, because Ward, <laughs> Ward would have. That's, that, that's the way those guys grew up racing at South Boston. Let's go back. Jeff Gordon at, at, at Bristol, Tennessee. Watch this. Classic. He gets into him. He'll move Rusty up out of the groove, and he goes on the win. Now, this night, Jeff Gordon was not booed. He just moves Rusty out of the groove and goes on to win the race. He was not booed that night. Why? He didn't take Rusty out of the race. He didn't end it. It's a classic move. We see Rusty. He's disgruntled. He's not happy. He likes Truex. But at the same time, Rusty knows that's a move that he's made before. Jeff Gordon's made that move. We just saw it executed to perfection by Joey Logano. So I don't know what the big deal is. And honest. we saw Jeff Gordon make that move on Rusty Wallace multiple times multiple at Bristol Motor Speedway and yeah. always cheered for it. I'm yeah. not sure I know what the big deal is either, Nate, <laughs> yes. honestly. I mean, on Victory Lap, you were saying that, that I can still you see can where Truex is coming from. from. I mean, yeah, if you, you can if see you, where Truex is. If you contextualize it and look at the season he's had and what's going on for Truex Racing, I can understand but the frustration. The, but contextualizing the entire season, that's a whole lot of reasons why Martin Truex Jr. is frustrated. Do right. all those reasons have to be placed on Joey Logano for doing no, what he did at the end no, of a no, short track race? No, no, they don't. But the fans are projecting that on Joey Logano as much as Martin Truex is. We didn't hear Martin Truex say that he was going to take him out. Yeah, okay. Um, great show, guys. Thanks for spending part of your Monday night with us here on NASCAR America. Remember, you can always get the very latest from Nate on NBCSports.com slash NASCAR. We'll see you tomorrow. Back to our regular time of 5 Eastern. Meet you there. Same time, same place. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.